Hi, and welcome to another special episode of Desert Island Punks. This time I'm joined by Robin Leach, the lead singer and trombone player in UK Scarcore Legends Random Hand, and we talk through their 2011 album Seething is Believing, track by track. I absolutely love speaking to Robin, our bands have been good mates for a long, long time, and they are hands down one of the best live bands going. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening. So I'd like, like how long have you, uh, uh, how long have you had the dog? I don't know the name, I'm sorry. Uh, Maui. Maui. Maui, isn't it, yeah. Um, we got, uh, when did we get her? Uh, just after we got back from our, oh, when did we get Maui? <laughs> Middle of March. Middle of March. There you go. Oh, cool. Thank, how are you... thank you. How are you finding, uh, how are you finding having a dog? It must be a pretty cool time to have a dog, to be fair. A lot of people are doing it. Well, to be fair, Ali is doing the vast bulk of the parental duties, um, and I'm just sort of walking her every now and then and feeding her every now and then. She's great. She's absolutely, she's she's absolutely lovely. She's got an amazing temperament. She's really good with people. She gets on with everyone. Everyone really likes her. People go out of the way to say how lovely she looks. She looks a, she looks a lot like. Did you ever watch Rainbow as a kid? Yeah, yeah. She looks a lot like Bungle. Okay, cool. Like, she really, really looks like Bungle quite a lot. Um, a mix between Bungle and a Wookiee. Oh, really? So she's been doing lots of, uh, lots of autographs then? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. all over that. Uh, but no, she's great. She's, just, she, she's usually either very hyperactive or curled up asleep. So it's usually one or the other. Yeah. But she needs a lot of wearing out. But she's, um, yeah, apparently she's a little bit out of it. Uh, at the vets because uh, she, she's got the one where Jade works, so Jade's been oh, giving right. updates. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I suppose uh, that's handy having a handy having a friend who works. Very handy. Very handy indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you visit the album much before before this? Or are you working entirely off of memory? I'm working entirely from memory. Yeah. So I like, I only got uh I got back from work like. Well, I got back. I showered and I ate and had a coffee and then. Try to yeah. figure out how to set this up, and then here we are. Yeah. So I haven't really had much reflection time. I've got them in front of me in case I forgot everything I've written. Cool. Which would be very embarrassing, which I shouldn't do. Did you? Were you wanting to do both of them? Is that right? I think we should just do seething today. I think yeah, that's probably that's probably for the best. That's fine with me, mate. Yeah. Um, but yes, I will. I will endeavour to. Uh, I mean, I was. You know, I did write the lyrics. I was there. Yeah, so you I, were should in, I should in theory, despite this conspiracy you. theories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I heard I didn't write anything. It was all it was all <laughs> a, a KGB coup. I don't know what I'm saying. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I, had a, I had I um, had I had a load of fun revisiting it this morning. I'm like, oh, looking at, oh, the one thing I was going to say actually, um, and this sounds not like a backhanded comment, <laughs> but um, like, is that you like? Most bands, even if they aren't, you know, deliberately doing it, there's usually a bit of filler, and I didn't think there was any filler at all on this album. So that's pretty banging. Like, oh, thank you. No, I appreciate. It. You know, they're all top-notch hits. That is a very, very kind thing to say. It's very much appreciated. And we are, I th- to be honest, I won't say anything specifically, but I think we're definitely guilty of that in other areas. There's definitely things which are not as uh, 
you know, in retrospect, you look back and kind of go like, oh, maybe we didn't need that. Yeah. You know, I, maybe that doesn't quite sit alongside the rest of those things as I well. I do wonder, like, how... Because like, loads of bands get, like, criticised for it. And I do wonder, like, how many times bands actually think about doing... You know, like, people don't go sit down and go, like, right, we need to write a filler. I think it's just something that mm. you look back on and you're like, maybe this was a misstep or maybe we phoned it in at the yeah. time or whatever. You know, time constraints. Yeah. Like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think there's probably a bit of that. There's probably a bit of just wanting to make the numbers up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, as well, you know, it's different people have different ideas of what should constitute an album. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's true. like different people are like, oh, no, you know, you need, you, you, call, you definitely need 15 or 16 songs. That's like, another you? thing I was going to say. 11 songs, man. That's absolutely like Spawn. I, I think 11 yeah. songs are like the best. You know, like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think obviously, you know, there's a. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good number for me. I think personally, yeah, for you, nah, but make, <laughs> for me personally, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, eleven, that's it. Thank you very much. But I think as well, I think you know, with the filler thing, there's probably also a little bit of um, sort of music psychology going on at times. You know, what I mean, people, you know, you, you, uh, being a songwriter yourself and being in a band, I'm sure there must be times where someone's been like, "This idea is great." And other people are just kind of like, I'm not quite hearing what you're hearing here. Yeah. If yeah. there is, if there no, is some like, amazing, we're like a unit, so therefore we'll do that. What? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah. Like, like, um, with, I mean, was this the writing on this album? Was it different? Like, did you have like a different approach to the other albums, or was it the same sort of like dynamic? Because I suppose this is the first one with Sean, isn't it? It is. Yes. Um. In terms of writing, I don't think there was much change in the dynamic, really. No, um, we tend. I mean, the way we've tended to work is either generally what will, what will happen is those guys will one of those guys will have an idea mm. and they'll jam it out. Usually, while I'm stood around in the room, just distracted by something or something like that, I'm in recent states. Or if I'm doing something, I I'm one of these people where I I I have to develop an idea quite a lot. Yeah. Because I think I get a bit I, I get a bit anxious about presenting like just a riff or just a mm. hey like, here's this thing. I I like you know what I mean I'm I if, if I have if I have an idea to work on, I will usually do the intro and the verse and the and yeah, the have it like chorus a whole... and the yeah yeah sorry. Drive safe, mate. Hope she's all right. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so I, I usually so I'll I mean that's you pretty much been the the the, the case the, the entire time through I think. Yeah. Um, I say I say if if it did change at all, it's probably when Dan came on board to be honest. Yeah, because it's weird because like for um I like I googled this album and it came up as 2014 and I was like I just was like okay and then like I've, and then I was like looking on Spotify later and it was like 2011 I was like. I can't believe it was that old. Like, uh, you know, like I when it was, you know, I was just quite happily to accept that it was 2014. And then, even, <laughs> even like, even though we played yeah. Geeky around that time, even then, like, yeah, like, Dan feels like such a um, staple member of the band now. It seems kind of yeah. strange that it's not Dan. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it was, I mean, it's literally recorded ten years ago now. Yeah, pretty much exactly. Isn't it? Someone say, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I I remember it well. So was it with? Um, all right, I think it was with Pete Miles. So the 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 back line was done with Pete at a studio in Liverpool, oh. and then his assistant at the time, is a guy called 
James, and I, I, I can't remember his surname. That's very embarrassing. Uh, but he he was basically sort of working with Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, Did James Bragg? Is that the right? Bragg, Bragg. Thank yeah. you, Bragg. Sorry, I've, I'm still I'm, I'm still just seeing baguettes and jammy dodges in my head and <laughs> the things I've been delivering. Um, yeah, James Bragg. Um, so he, uh, I think, because I think he. I think he just does stuff on his own now, basically. I think he sort of yeah. set up shop as far as I'm aware. Um, but he, yeah, he was working with Pete. So Pete did the back line. And then James basically lived in our house in uh, Oakworth for like a, a week, week and a bit, something like that. And we did all the um, the overdubs there, you know, the, mm-hmm. the horns and the vocals and the other bits and bobs, which was a really cool process. It was a really nice kind of, Do you know what I mean? It was like, I mean, that sort of relatively big backline sound there, yeah, studio yeah. backline sound, and then just being able to like, you know, turn the house into a into a bit of a into a bit of a lab laboratory and and sort of do everything there. And I think we said we did. I think we did like the live room in Tilson's bedroom. As I recall. Oh, cool. Paul, I think he set up a lot of things there for it, and and then we had, we had. This little sort of dining space, because you were you were in the house, weren't you? Hello. Is that? Is that um, you're still Sorry. here. You're still no. here for a couple of bit. Uh, yeah, I so I went to your house that was above the chicken shop. Is that the same? Uh, no, no. This is a, a different one. No, this is um. Uh, so this 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 is in uh, a village called Oakworth, which okay. is sort of fair. It's it's a lot more rural than the one you went to. It's like a little. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you ever seen the film The Railway Children? <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. You know, you know the end scene where she's on the platform waving goodbye to everyone. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yeah, in the train station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, the house was literally behind that. Really? Um, yeah, as in like, as like, I used to park our van in that car park in that station car park. That was that's <laughs> so, so. There's there's like a row of uh, terraced houses which run up the the, val- the side of the valley in between the fields next to the yeah. road, and it was basically halfway up there. It was uh, Tilson's dad's old house. That we basically rented off him. Um, cool. we, it was awesome, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I lived there for I think two years um, uh, with Tilston and Sean. So we were like living there at the time, you know. So it was cool. It was just yeah. like turning where we were living into like a. I suppose that it's kind of makes it takes the pressure off studio time a lot. I think if you just got it mm-hmm. like that chill. I mean, like I think you can have too little pressure. You know, I think a bit of pressure is yeah. nice, but like yeah. um, especially when you're doing like vocals and things, I think it's really good because I've definitely like. You know, like, I don't know if you find it as well, but some days I'm like, my vocals aren't as good as they are normally. And if you that's the only day you've got to do vocals, then it's, yeah. it's like, shucks, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if you've got, you've got like a week or something to do it and you can choose when you want to do it, it's a bit easier. Yeah, so yeah. And it was, co- it was cool as well, because J- James was very much about like getting it done. So he was quite happy to like, sit up and comp and stuff until like two in the morning you know what i mean and then just like yeah, that's pretty cool and then just like tilt tilt the chair to one side and like fall onto the foot on where he was sleeping or whatever and then um so so there wasn't a quite maybe sort of same rigid structure structure you get in a studio a lot of the time yeah i mean it, it sounds fucking massive right thank you I think, it um, really, really good. I, I think it's the first time we were really happy with the sounds of an album Really, yeah. I think it took us like because I mean, the thing we usually say is sort of the first one. It's the first one, you know. We have to do it because you have to do mm. a first one. And to be honest, my I mean, my personal view is it. I don't think 
I think the the sort of inklings, the, a lot of the signs and the early sort of structure and blueprints are there, but it's not quite up to scratch of what we did songwriting wise. Certainly, sure, yeah. um, inhale felt a lot better with the tunes, but we all feel felt like we maybe way overdid it on the production. Okay, like it, in, inhale is very like like we're proud of it. You know what I mean? It's, it sounds great, but it's very rigid. You know very tight uh, very like, like you know it's, and it was sort of constructed and engineered that way whereas if you're playing the kind of music that we play you want a bit of free room you know you, you need a bit yeah. of that space to breathe and that's kind of live feel because you know i mean that's where that's where this kind of stuff really pops i think that's life, a, yeah it's where the energy comes isn't it you can totally tell energy when it's yeah when there's totally, like a yeah. Of, when there's a bit of space in the mix i suppose yeah yeah exactly yeah so, like, did you guys write it in a practice room beforehand, or were you writing it whilst you were playing it live, or like? First practice room mainly. Yeah, I think from what I remember, it was it was it was sort of a, um, just some some like re- some solid rehearsal wedges in in the room, basically. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. I think. I mean, I, I suppose it was. I think I think they. they, they I mean, they, it wasn't one of those where they came all at once. I think there were some written in between touring, which were a bit older. Um, because we demoed three of them before we wrote the others, I think. Is that right? I remember, and I, I might be wrong, but I feel like I remember you guys having Start the Fans before you had the other ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Start the Fans. I think Not a Number might have been a bit earlier. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there's like a demoed version of these somewhere. To the, bring them out. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm making that up. You can do that thing that uh, bands do where they go like, "Do you want to hear a worse version of the song that you like?" <laughs> so take that thing that you're used to and <laughs> hear it really sloppy. And no, thank you. No, um, uh, but yeah, it was yeah. I think I think yeah. Start the fans was a bit a bit older, and not numbers a bit older. I want to say Sons of Robots was a bit of an older one as well, but uh, yes. Am I right? Because I was listening to this through, and yeah. I know that. Somebody told me that the last album you did, uh, Hit Reset, was a concept album. Is that right? Yes, kind of. <laughs> to give you a wishy-washy answer. Okay. If I, if I may just give you an ambiguous answer. Um, no comment. <laughs> right. No, no, it's fine. No, it, 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 yes, basically. Apart from, there's a song on it called Maybe It's a Prize. Yeah. Which doesn't fit into the the overall mould that the other songs were. But it's but the idea is that it's sort of basically... A, I, I, was, well, I was doing something which I should never do, and I was trying to be clever. Right? <laughs> and it's, it's the, So it's basically the idea is that you could view all of those tracks as a sort of a post-apocalyptic theme. Yeah. The idea was that they're all sort of based after various uh, thematically ideas that you may have to deal with in that scenario right but that could also hopefully sort of resonate with things in everyday life that, yeah, that, sure, that yeah. we know of now do you know what i mean so the idea was but yeah there was certainly that apocalyptic theme running through all of them apart from from prize yeah so was so my next question my extension my extension question is nice. is this a concept album or does it have like a theme around it because listening to the lyrics it's all coming from like quite a similar sort of space if you know what i mean yeah i mean i would 
yeah, like I, I mean, not I wouldn't say concepts necessarily, but I think they all. Um, you could certainly argue that it's probably the most political, I guess, in yeah, a way. I mean, I mean, all the stuff we do is pretty political, but I think this is a bit more sort of actual kind of. Um, from what I recall, I think I was doing a lot of like watching various documentaries or news footages on things, <laughs> and then writing songs having watched those things. I think I was sort of greatly influenced by that. You know what I mean? By like, there'd be an actual very specific subject matter yeah. that would spark a song as opposed to like a sort of a, a theme or a... I quite like, I've always liked that, like that idea, you know, like kind of like watching a documentary, like, you know, like, they're like, like Pixies, you know, with the baso where they watched that film and then it was like, they just wrote a song around the film. I've always really liked that idea, but I always struggle a little bit with like worrying that if you say like, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, that somebody's then going to be like you're doing this are you really are you really agreeing with that you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. making it face value <laughs> no totally yeah and that is something i get very paranoid about with lyrics and i i will often i mean i'm, I'm traditionally usually and there's probably exceptions to this but i've tried to be as, as like strict and disciplined as possible mm-hmm. with the lyrics and i've usually kind of gone like you know i've, I've like written a line saying whatever and then the next line's being akin to like but if you don't think like this, you can think this way as well. <laughs> but also, just to cover my ass here. Um, but I mean, the, the thing is, it's like the, the whole, you know, I, I, forgive me for sounding pretentious because what I'm about to say, must, I mean, it might, it's quite different. I, I encourage pretentiousness. pretentiousness. <laughs> Good. Well, you've got you to get buckets of it. Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, lyrics really are part of the umbrella of, for want of a better word, Art, you know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's, it's, it's the it's closest relative is poetry, probably. And the point of that kind of thing is it's not meant to give you answers. It's not meant to tell you how to think. It's supposed to air things, yeah, themes sure, yeah. and ideas and stories and give you something to think about, like you know. Commentary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And just, and just open potential things. And of course, it's, it's, it's just a way of expressing yourself as well. You know, it's a way of, of sorting out your own head with a certain thing. Um, sorry. Hmm. So yeah, and I, I, I think when we first started, you know, the, when we first when I first started writing songs for the bands many moons ago, I was probably guilty of doing that quite a lot, you know, writing things which were, um, you know, just very on the nose and very like, you should be like this kind of thing. And then I, I think over time I kind of realised like, well, no, it's, that's not really, that doesn't really make a great deal of sense. Yeah, or what the point doesn't suit me or what I want to get across really very well. I think it's yeah. I remember having something similar where I was a bit worried that something came across preachy. Yeah, mm. it's like you know, yeah, you should do this or you should do that or this is. This is how you think suddenly makes it sound very. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, bit, it's, bit, it's got a bit all well, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but but then I like I I also wonder like how much people actually do look into these things because it's like I've never listened to an album and gone like you know when somebody said something and gone like you know do they you know I I hardly go like well does he he clearly agrees with nuclear war because he said that and you know it's <laughs> it's a bit like um when yeah. like when there was like you remember the concept of like film nasties and stuff like that where it was like some films got um got like banned on video and stuff like that, like The Exorcist. And, right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like, in, like, the 80s... Sorry, like, I, I, I thought you said film Nazis then. 
No, no. <laughs> that's the nasties. I was like, film yeah. Nazis. Um, no, they, wow. they have like in the eighties as well with like heavy metal as well, where people would be going, like, oh, they're talking about Satanism or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Alice Cooper's talking about this or Twisted Sister, Twisted Sister's talking about that. And it's like they were always like, oh, they're preaching Satanism to our children. And it's like just because they're talking about it doesn't mean they are Satanists. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know of course, like, yeah, yeah. It's like if somebody plays Hitler in um in a film. They're not Hitler. <laughs> like that's not that's not <laughs> yeah, how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, no, no. Yeah, I, I, that, I think that's something I've I've definitely been. You know, there's probably a couple of songs where I've I've worried about that when writing it. Being like, I hope people are seeing the seeing the sarcasm in this, or seeing the fact that I'm not. You know, I just just seeing that it's like opening a door and yeah, talking that thing, but I'm not like. Because of course, you know, to, to to make lyrics interesting, it's like writing anything. You know, you can't just you can't just say like you know you can't have, you can't have a line in a song that's like the government is bad because <laughs> they want to control you. Like yeah. you know, they, that's not that's not airing it. It's not expressing anything. Do you know what I mean? You you have to kind of think of devices, I guess. You know what I mean? And yeah, and throwing in a sarcasm line, a, a rhetorical line, something that you know. It, 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 sometimes it's like you always end up like having an argument with yourself. Yeah, definitely. Over the course of the song or something like that, you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's that's how you, you how you air the stuff and how you get the the, the subject matter to so resonate. I think. Next random hand album when you have that lyric in, I'm going to call you out. Exactly, do when I'm La- lazy yeah. lyrics. <laughs> lazy lyrics, man. Can't can't wait. Get that one. Get that written pretty pretty quickly. I tell you. Um. Yeah. So before we sort of dive into the songs a little bit. Uh, yeah. I was also going to mention about the artwork because that's Cy Mitchell, right? Which done pretty it much is, yes. all of your stuff. Am I right in thinking that? Yes, yes. He so he did the reissue of Change of Plan, mm-hmm. another Change of Plan, and this and hit reset. And I can't. Re- I think. Hang on. When did another Change of Plan come out? That's twenty ten, is it? Because I can't remember if he did that first. I think he did that first and then this. Okay. I think. I think um, I'm. I'm not always the best person to talk to for facts. Okay, cool. To be honest, <laughs> the things that actually happened. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's just, he did, the, did those three and just did a, a bang up job. Do, he, do you know if you like he kind of like sifted through the lyrics or listened to the album and then kind of just wrote? Or do you guys have like an idea of what you wanted? I think the cover we we pitched an idea for the cover the the eye. Yeah, I think we, we came up with, and then all the stuff in the that he threw in the middle. So I look through it now. Yeah, he, he he just sort of went to town on it really, and um, you know, doing the whole uh, getting the whole the snippets of various things and sort of the, the little um, the little quotations and things like that. They sort of that were relevant and that he pitched in. I think that was that was very much him just kind of flexing his creative muscle, which he's very good at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it yeah, looks yeah. banging. It's like really striking. It's kind of become like mm. quite a. Uh, it's kind of become, for lack of a better word, maybe your like brand, isn't it? His kind of art. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, sweet. So we'll start off with Tales of Intervention, um, which is if I uh, a banger, I think. Thank you. Uh, and you guys still play like a lot of these songs live as well, don't you? Like, uh, like yeah, I think so. I mean, Tales is usually Tales is, is is a standard, generally speaking. There might be the odd one where it's switched out with. Hmm. But, so what tends to happen is there's um, 
well, what tends to happen is Tilson writes a set list and goes, this is what we're playing, and we go, that's fair enough. Because so, someone needs to do it, and I think he's sort of, you know, he's he's the person who actually gets things done, where we just kind of go like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, and he's like, well, if we if I don't write this, we won't be playing anything, so I need to write um, But I think there's, there's certain key kind of... I, I, I'm trying not to, like, devalue what we do Right. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with anyone who said that we probably have types of songs within our repertoire. Yeah, yeah. which is obviously going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And you can generally, and we definitely have our cluster of like sort of double time hardcorey stuff, and our cluster of like rappy over reggae stuff, and our yeah. cluster, the one that I'm usually guilty for, which is the trying to write a Russian folk song. <laughs> But making it as a ska punk song kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, 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 so tales usually is in the set, but may get swapped out with another of those sounding ilk. type things. If that, yeah, yeah ilk, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. But like that's like I don't know. You always, I think it's probably pretty classic random pandas, isn't it? Because it's like a big, big um, horn line, and then, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also was we are not our leaders. I assume that was about David Cameron at the time, I imagine, or was that just like more of like a sort of overarching? No, no, it was more of a blanket thing. Well, first of all, was it like an interesting fact? I would love an interesting was, fact. Right, I the, feel like we should the, have a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> interesting fact. So the horn line for this song is actually older than the band itself. Oh, really? Yeah, and was actually very it, it's it's one of the probably one of the first things i i wrote when i started to learn to play the trombone bef- before we even started the band and um but it was a different key originally i think we did it in f because i yeah. had a habit of just writing everything in f which I, really, <laughs> is that like easy um, to do on a trombone though, yeah there's certain positions which are just because if you try if you try to do the rapid fire russian thing like there's a certain there's a certain like you know and I'm quite a lazy player. I usually don't like to extend my arm past four positions. <laughs> Sheer laziness, really. There's no excuse for it. Um, but uh, so, so it, was, it was sort of roughly-ish jammed with a previous band that Matt was in and Matt's older right. brother and a few other people and stuff, which was a very sort of like very, very, very poppy cheesy sort of ska you know what i mean but like yeah. sort of first ska band ilk kind of thing yeah okay yeah. um and it was sort of floated about then but it, 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 nothing really came of it but I, it was just something that I, that I had in my back pocket for a long time and i don't know why i didn't bring it up sooner really it sort of took three albums to actually utilize it properly but i think these things just sometimes need some time to gestate a little bit you know and so did like did the song come off the back of that riff? online yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i was that was totally, totally the jumping off point for it totally yeah because uh, I'm always really interested with it so like because obviously some I always find it really interesting where songs come from like you know like what comes mm-hmm. first whether it's like a certain line or a chorus and then everything else is built mm-hmm. around it or if it's like yeah like a horn line or whatever that then kind of everything yeah like you say jumping off point because like I definitely find with writing sometimes myself like I'll get like I'm much more of like I'm much of like a, a mumbler you know like I'll, right. I'll be kissing around and then I'll come mumble a few lines or something and then that might become like a melody or whatever like that and then that moves on yeah. there um, yeah. and it's like you know often in the sort of practice room where you start tearing things apart so it's like yeah. i just like it's it's funny because especially with horns it kind of confuses me a little bit sometimes because i'm like well yeah. do you then write that first or do you then try and shoehorn in horn well the thing is what you got to remember is the, the kind of stuff that you write 
I mean, I, I, this is going to sound very silly, but you, but the kind of stuff that you write is uh, is more kind of like, for want of a better word, songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. You, yeah, like I know it sounds stupid, but like you could pick up a guitar and just sit and play one of your songs, right, and it yeah, would resonate yeah. and sound. You know what I mean? You can't sit down at a campfire and pick up a guitar and play a random band song. Obviously, <laughs> so, if you did, it would sound. Not, you, you know what I mean? So it's it, 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 so you, we are probably coming at it from different. Even if you don't realise it, psychologically, yeah. there's probably something different going on. You know, we're probably thinking in different terms. So, because I've, I've written some solo stuff as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And I was obviously, a big fan of your solo stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and back. obviously, T- Tilson's done solo stuff for years and things, and and you know, and I think sort of, sort of writing that kind of thing is a different ilk. Whereas, you know, the, the whole point of this kind of music is it's meant to be, for the most part, big, lively. Yeah, Dan- danceable. You know what I mean? It's it's sort of dancehall music, you know, and it it, it comes because obviously from, from the tradition. I mean, I suppose from the punk side as well, but from the sort of ska tradition, the whole point of it is it's dancing music. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's music that's designed to kind of so so writing those kinds of tunes. Yeah, the like I I, I usually opt to start with some like the 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 horn thing is the hook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sort of a, a big horn thing, which is the basis of it. Which I'll I'll lay the guitar chords under that, and then go from there into a you know in, 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 into a verse and a chorus. Well, and then sort of bring yeah. it to the band and then see how they take those. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. And then and then we sort of work on bits of arrangements and stuff and, and measures and kind of things like that. But it's 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 quite. I think uh, there are a couple of exceptions, but yeah. generally speaking, I think uh, the the stuff that we do, which is sort of which has maybe the more recognizable horn parts it's usually started with the horn part it's 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 yeah. quite rare that something else will get written but i'd say it's quite rare it does have you know there's a few examples on each album but it's probably maybe not as common where they'll come and they'll be like so it's this riff and then it's this and this but we need the horn part over this riff yeah, yeah. you know um like i said that you know that that does happen time to time but generally speaking the bigger horn stuff is it's, it's more I've sort of used that as the jump off point and then it's also a killer way to start an album as well because it's just like bam in your face <laughs> yeah well it, yeah it's, it's, it's got a pop to it and and I think like you were saying it's all that I think it's a very sort of intrinsic or random hand type song as well do you know what I mean it's kind yeah. of very I, I think that she's thinking about because I mean I don't know about you but I definitely worry about sometimes like repeating myself or like falling into a sort of a mold and I think yeah. I think sometimes being in a band is a bit of a battle or being a songwriter is a bit of a battle of trying to do something different but trying not to be too far away well yeah yeah because uh, well yeah exactly you've got that thing of like you, you obviously you want new fresh ideas but it has to sound like your band yeah and that's so, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that you work yourself you know you kind of back yourself into that little alleyway don't you and that yeah. little, um, that's, 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 a very, that's a very cynical analogy to you <laughs> back yourself no into an alleyway yeah. <laughs> yeah. whenever anybody says something like back yourself into an alleyway I just think of um, uh, Captain Scarlet the beginning of Captain Scarlet you know where they go around the corner <laughs> and then they just like, fire all these things at him <laughs> I don't know why it really stuck with me as a kid like through to my adult of like adulthood of them going around the corner and then fire missiles at fucking Captain Scarlet and him coming out like unscathed what a great reference yeah, I know. You should definitely oh. bring that. I uh, I now, I've recently been like, we've been writing an album. I've been recently like getting lyrics that have like quite deep, meaningful things, mm. but like, you know, like sort of actual concepts, but like it's like hidden in a metaphor that is like 
from the Simpsons or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's a yeah. time to bring out good old Kappa Captain Scarlet. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Each song could be a different captain. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's like, well. um, but yeah, I was going to say, uh, before we go on to Captain Scarlet, um, that this album seems to be like like more hardcore, like more kind of like than your earlier stuff. It feels like it's kind of bigger and sort of less, maybe less scar, or maybe that's just because I I think a lot of, I think you get associated as a band quite with scar. Yeah. But you're not, I don't know, it's, it's a bit like how Led Zeppelin sometimes get called a metal band and like 60% of their stuff is actually like acoustic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But I suppose it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I, I guess you kind of like, I think there probably comes a point where it's like, it's not necessarily about the ratio of the stuff. It's more about kind of what you put out there more prominently, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. A weird way of putting like, it, do you know what I mean? Singles or like who you associate yourself with, or yeah, exactly, yeah, and the, and the kind of the, you know, there's the like I said, there's, there's the standards that we, you know, there's certain songs which we will always play, you know what I mean, and we yeah, play sure. over a thousand times, and we will play over a thousand times again, and you know, when we're like keeling over and resenting um, everything around us, we'll still be playing, playing rebellion at 50, 55 yeah, exactly, yeah, we're yeah. breaking out those same songs again. Um, yeah, so there's, there's definitely that kind of um, um, sort of thing you put it for. But I, yeah, I mean, I I, I always just I, I always just say Scarcore because to me that just encompasses yeah the whole so. thing. You know, what I mean, I think it's just the easy easiest kind of way. And there's sort of there's certain connotations with that which I think go along with it. You say Scarcore, usually people tend to expect like a, a, a riffy bit and a rappy bit and a raggery bit and a you know. So were you guys touring with? Did you do much touring with Capdan around this sort of time? Because I know they kind of came back for a while, didn't they? I don't think we, I don't think we played with them at this point. No, no. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really tour with them at any point. We just sort of did some one-off shows and festival. We might have, yeah, because I think it was about the time they came back. We might have done like a festival with them or something. Yeah. Oh, I see. You didn't, you hadn't toured with them much before then, or played with them much before that point. No, no. For some reason, I always had it that you had, because I knew, like... No, you no. No, it was way, 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 way down the line before we did any shows with them, yeah. Um, which, yeah, but, no, but like you say, I mean, they are, they're a huge, huge influence on the uh, on, on our sound, you know what I mean? Definitely. Oh, uh, certainly for me personally, from my songwriting as well, they're a, they're a massive influence on that, on that. To the point where I've literally written songs before and then had to go and listen to Cap Down to make sure I wasn't ripping off, because I've been like, <laughs> if, I swear if this was on a sax, I swear this is actually a Cap Down song. I think and that's I a. I just think that's a dangerous game to go down. Do you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's like oh, this chord sequence. If I put it on piano, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like <laughs> yeah. it could be any song ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep um, on that one. Uh, so move on to Sons of Robots, which the intro reminded me of Dead Kennedys or something because it's kind of like slightly off kilter. Um, but mm. I like the lyric. I always really liked in this because I think when I was writing songs around especially around this period of time so i took a lot of these kind of like uh themes that definitely run through this where it's like now we make more in less time and i always mm. like really like that sort of like phrase because it kind of ties in a little bit with like not a number as well where it's kind of more like yeah i don't know especially with the tories around that period of time it was kind mm. of like very much like making people work more for less you know yeah i, th- I mean i think i think some of the is, is def- i mean the, the the song all of the songs on this album are probably like I was saying before they probably have more specific starting points yeah 
than than some other things because because I mean sometimes with a lot of songs it's like there's like a general theme you know what I mean mm. whereas these which were a lot more so Tales of Intervention for example was like the, it, uh, that was um, very much based on a conversation when we went out and played in Serbia and we were sat talking to some people after the show and like the, the pretty much all I mean the, the the song basically documents that conversation and then oh, cool. our, our, our sort of place as a, a group of people from Britain touring around these other you know what I mean and kind of the, yeah. the, the idea of what you know what your nationally nationality means um in different contexts depending on where you go and, and all the rest of it so that had a very specific thing Sons of Robots was probably very much the the environment of um Keithley where we were living at the time in that kind of area of like um you, you get these sort of, uh, and it's, it's not just an Auden thing, obviously, you get them everywhere, but they're sort of quite, you know, the, the version that we're used to is sort of the, the Bradford satellite version, I guess, which is these ex-industrial towns, you know what I mean? Yeah. The great um, great swathes of areas where the, you know, the, the, the village I grew up in was, was a village and had like four or five five-story mills in it, do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a huge thing at one point, so the... the the idea of industry. I mean, that's obviously going back to industrial how revolution. Am I thinking it's like was it was it cotton or was it wool? It's, te- it was te- it's textiles, yeah. Wool, yeah, wool yeah, textiles yeah. around um, around Bradford. Yeah, um, that was that was sort of the the, the main bread and butter of that area. Um, but then, the sort of more recently, the you know just the ideas of of fifties and sixties and seventies and all the big factory booms and then the industry going under. Yeah. Um, so you'd have these great you know the great areas of these industrial estates or ex-industrial estates and I suppose it's just kind of like are we allowed to swear on here sorry that's a nearly yeah, squad then, yeah. uh, I think it's like the kind of like the head fuck of that for a lot of people you know what I mean you get these people who kind of devote their lives to a place for literally decades you know what I mean and then it's kind of it, it goes under in the cast and there's entire communities built around it um, yeah I mean I think going. I do think I mean, yeah like you say it's not just Yorkshire but there does seem to be a lot of those sort of ex- industry towns up north you know where it just seems mm. like the industry left do you know what i mean like industry moved yeah. on, it was just like all of a sudden all these people were just kind of left there and it's like without almost without a purpose you know like well yeah that's exactly it. yeah and it was kind of it was built up for that purpose it was like built around that and then that was taken away and so what are you left with you know it's kind of and a lot you know obviously a lot of people do survive that and find ways to adapt and communities find ways to to adapt but um yeah, I think I think it was sort of very much just, just kind of documenting that idea of, of of this generation of people who'd had the rug pulled out from under them, and then you yeah. know what 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 was what were, what were they left with, and what were their offspring left with, you know? So do you write it from when you're writing it? Do you write it like as if you are somebody? Well, I mean, you can't semi suppose semi are in that position. I mean, you're like obviously you are of a generation, but like younger than that, perhaps. But do you? Um, do you write it from the position of somebody in that position, or do you like? I mean, I, I mean, really, I, I, I try and make it so it's just. Uh, I usually try and make it from the point of view, so, so it's somebody observing, really. But I think you kind of have to, to a certain extent, put yourself in the in those shoes. Yeah. To get the full, you know, emotion out of it. Again, it's that thing of just what makes interesting lyrics. You know, it's it's sort of. Again, I could write like I saw this terrible thing and it was terrible, <laughs> but it's 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 obviously not as effective as if you put you, yeah. you can put yourself into that or write it from from uh, you know a, somebody's point of view 
Yeah. You, I think sometimes you, you almost kind of essentially maybe create a character in some ways or, or an amalgamation of characters who've been, who've been yeah. I think involved it's like, in um, that. I think it's like, uh, did you, do you know a band called The Hold Study? Yeah. Like, I think he was like, he's uh, a songwriter for that, often like kind of creates stories and worlds and like, you know, this person has all this awesome and then writes around that. And I've always been quite like almost envious of that approach. Because it's like, you know, I've, I don't know about you, but for me, I have a notes app on my phone, which, you know, I just, whenever I think of cool phrases or cool lyrics that I think are based around stuff that I would be interested in writing, I write down. And then when, yeah. uh, when the song comes out, that's when I start to like conceive of an idea around it. Whereas I kind of like the idea of like writing a sort of almost like a prose, you know, and then. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing I always struck with, because um, uh, that's kind of how propaganda right? Yeah, Chris yeah. Hanna writes like that, doesn't it? Chris, it, that's I remember sort of seeing that and just have yeah, like it's, it's uh, having a block of prose and then yeah. just cutting that to the music, which uh, is really intriguing. But it's sort of I I I sort of I'd feel at odds doing something like that personally. Do you know what I mean? I kind of yeah, I'm I'm sort of um, I quite like the the kind of rhythm and, and, and you know, sort of structure, yeah, of the yeah. rhyming structure. And, and there's a there. reason there is that there as well. You know, like they, yeah. they both work, obviously, they're both equally as valid, but like, yeah. I'm with you a little bit, you know, I like, I love a good, like, I love a good verse. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I suppose, I suppose it's kind of, it ties in what you're saying. I suppose maybe it's a different, it's different in, in terms of, you know, with something like propaganda or bands like that, they're obviously <clears throat> much, you know, they're, they're very intrinsically involved in their politics, you know what I mean, and very forthright mm. about it. So it makes total sense that they would essentially write a speech about something. Yeah, sure, yeah. And yeah. then cram that into a song, as opposed to, do you know what I mean, as, a, as, as opposed to kind of like maybe work, sort of tailoring something more entwined around the the song yeah. itself. And the I think it's it, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you, like you say, it's kind of, it's interesting. I think sometimes the best times are when, like rhyming couplets or whatever are not used how you expect them, you know, like, yeah. but they yeah. still work. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, mad. Um, yeah. Uh, so not a number. Where did where does that have like a sort of particular story behind it, or is it? I think that was literally the um, the starting point for that was there was a um, there was a bin strike, wasn't there in twenty ten? Yeah, I there was. Yeah, I was yeah, and I, I, I yeah, and I think I saw. I was I think it was basically just like following that on the news. I think a lot of a, a few of the lines from the song are literally things that guys were saying on the news reports when they've been interviewed. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing about, you know, su su supporting a family and stuff like that. And the, 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 the you know, losing out on, on, taking the knock, knock on the, on the, on the five grand payment and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause I remember it took me a long time to realize that it said, um, a family don't come cheap. And, right. and, that, and I, I don't know why, but like I just thought you were saying some word that I didn't know. I'm like, <laughs> family don't can jeep, or like you know, like ah, they are. <laughs> no, they don't. Don't buy jeeps. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy jeeps. Don't buy jeeps. Uh, I do need to enunciate more on record. I, I think you were quite good, to be honest. I think it was just my yeah, stupid ears. Yeah. And, uh, um, I don't know. I mumble a bit. But yeah, I think it's, it's. I mean, that was quite a definitive starting point from it, and then from that, it just the you know the sort of the idea of like. Um, I, I suppose I suppose the the, the the trouble around a lot of these songs that I was you know based on what we were talking about earlier is that I, I didn't want to I, I think I was a bit wary of maybe coming across as some sort of like 
pseudo working class martyr or something. Do you know what I mean? And be like, I will talk for the working man. <laughs> yeah. I am from Yorkshire and therefore I will speak on behalf of the working man. How these gloves are filthy and I've been <laughs> shifting boxes. How dare you'd be like the um you'd be like the Yorkshire Scarcore Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is maybe I'm maybe not that qualified to do that. Um, but but yeah, so I think it's it started with that specifically, and then just grew into that wider thing about the the idea of sort of the you know the mass workforce and yeah. Um, I think this is um this song really when we got to know you guys, this song really resonated with me. I absolutely I think this is like one of my favorite songs you do, um, and I think it's really interesting um, because I. I it's weird. Like, do you know when you when you love a song, or and then you show it to somebody else, and then you hear the song completely differently. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you show yeah. you, you go like, listen to this song, it rules, and then you listen to it with them, and you're like, was I completely wrong? You know, because you, <laughs> like, you like hear it, and you like yeah. hear it, yeah. thinking yeah. like I'm trying to push this song on somebody, but like, it's it's a really I think it's a really interesting song because it's I definitely like I loved it and then I listened to it like critical ears and it's for me it's got a lot of energy but it, actually it's quite a ploddy song isn't it like, oh yeah, yeah very much so yeah 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 totally totally it's it, I'll be honest with you and this is a terrible thing to admit if anyone's going to hear this but it's a great one to do live because it's a fucking rest <laughs> it's uh, do you know what I mean it's, and, but it's but it's it's a rest that still um it, it injects a bit of zest into the crowd you know what I mean yeah I think but that's it, like such a skill to be able to write a song that was actually quite slow, but feels like it yeah. has so much energy to it. You know, you still got the crowd going. But yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a pace change, you know? Yeah, oh, massively, yeah, yeah. But it's great, you know, it's just, it's just you know, stand at the mic and blow the bone, stand at the mic and do the words. <laughs> and then there's a bit, a bit, a bit of dancing blow around the at the end. Blow the bone, do the words. And then at the end, you've got a bit of dancing around. Um, it's a proper payoff chorus as well, isn't it? Like, because it's like that chorus where you don't, because you, you don't do the not a number part until like the third time round or second time round yeah. or whatever. And then like, yeah. it's just like it's those tiny little things that make a song more interesting and make it to that it, point where you get to. It, the it, it took me a long time. It took me a long time to realise that you, you, you know, you, 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 middle late or whatever, or you're ending can be as effective as the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be a thread. It doesn't have to be like. Oh well, just just keep the drums going, and then I'll just like ring out, and then we'll just like <laughs> ring out a couple of chords, and then we'll go back into the we'll go back into the chorus. Like it's a bit, oh no, actually we could use this space and yeah. put something else in that's good, maybe. Like you know, it, it's like an embarrassingly long time to work out that formula. But <laughs> I think like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's like what um, is so great about sometimes being writing in a practice room you know like there's there's a lot to be said for writing and playing and honing a song down live as well but sometimes i think having a practice room or having a space that you can go to all the time and just you know you can play that song 10 times and somebody goes how about we put something here you know how about we put a stop here or whatever and it's like you've got the time to fuck around with stuff yes yeah absolutely yeah and i think i think yeah you're completely right with that you're completely right and i think i think that's part of what you were saying at the start about you know, fillers and stuff like that. It's yeah. probably just because they've not been aired enough. And I think it's that thing as well because, you know, creating music, I mean, certainly listening to music, but creating music, I think, is, is a lot of the time maybe more of a kind of in natural intrinsic process than a kind of a, a kind of a structured one. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, obviously you you can talk, you can talk academically about this, you know, you can talk about having it in a certain time signature or having, 
yeah. using certain scales or using all the rest of it. But I think you have to kind of feel it out a lot of the time, like you're saying, you run it through. Yeah, and those absolutely. ideas those ideas come to you when you're in the midst of it, you know. Um, and it's, I think it's quite obvious as well, like when it's when people do decide that they want to, you know, it's like, let's write a song in six, seven, you know, like rather yeah. than like a song just ending up being like that. Like, cause I'm definitely the sort of, I don't know about you, uh, obviously, but um, I'm definitely like, if I'm left to my own devices, like all the songs would be, here's the verse, here's the chorus, here's the verse, here's the chorus. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's having those other people who can go, right, okay, so we've got a verse and a chorus, now what else yeah. can we do with those things? Well, I, no, like like definitely I am, I'm, I'm probably very guilty of being that formulaic yeah. Um. In in some respects, and I think a lot of the time, a lot of a lot of the time when we when we work through an idea, you know, it's it, it's the interesting stuff has certainly come out when it's that tension of the four people in the room. You know what I mean? Trying to make their part, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like you like that bit, which is fine, but I don't want that bit to go on as long as you want that bit to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think you should do this, and then and then it's that pulling apart, and that's when the, the a lot of the really cool stuff comes out. Um. Which is, you know, it's, it's, but that's a great thing to have because that's how ideas that you obviously would never have thought of to do come around, or yeah, um, how how certain arrangements come around, you know. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't know, because it's, it's like I was saying, it's like it's actually not a number is quite simple in terms of like a song, you know, like if you. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like first chorus, first chorus, end. Sort of skeletal, like the sort of bones of the song is quite simple, and then, but it's like you break it up so it becomes like this kind of like more interesting sort of journey i suppose <laughs> journey but like yeah yeah i think as well i think like um if you if you know i'll try and tread carefully so don't offend anyone but obviously <laughs> when you when you get into the um i'll tell you a good example of this um oh what's his name i can't remember his name is it larry's the guy from primus oh I don't, know, primus. I don't know his name no but, right so i think he played in a thrash band Okay, and and he was talking about they were basically Slayer's main competitor, and he was talking about how it got to a point where like Slayer would do a tune which was like shredded really fast, so they'd do a tune which shredded even faster, and then Slayer would do, and then you see it got to the point where it'd be like, the fuck are we doing? We're just trying to out, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not writing music here. We're just trying to out shred each other. It's got to the point where it just sounds like a power drill plugged in, and there's no, and like I, I think it, you know when you when you're in a high energy band like a punk band. Sometimes it's quite, it can be easy, I think, sometimes to maybe forget the kind of craft of what you're doing and just yeah. be like, we just need the loudest, fastest, angriest thing possible all the time as much as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas sometimes, you, you know, I think you sort of, I think not a, number, not a number, like I said, is an example of kind of stepping back and going like, well, let's try and exp- uh, try and do something more with the, the the craft of it than just like being like bam 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 bam. You know what I mean? Yeah, all the time. And like so, uh, like the chorus needs to be faster. You know, it's like sometimes the chorus doesn't need to be faster. Sometimes you can make it slower, or you know. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It needs yeah, to a bit of a change. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think I think as well. Like, oh, um, obviously, like we we're saying, like this this was the first album with with Sean playing with us, and the cool thing about Sean is he, he's he's a very he's probably the most varied of us in terms of the things that he's played. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like he's sort of, because he's, he, he's played in all different kinds of bands, you know, and sort of jazz and folk and all sorts of things. Hmm. So I think he has, um, and obviously he's renowned for being a, a fucking incredible punk drummer, you know, and, and, and yeah. blasting it. But, but I, 
I think he sort of knows where to find those pockets of energy in those other things. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a bit more than we do. Do you know what I mean? So he's, he's kind of quite good. At, uh, uh, if it is something that isn't sort of the standard fast, big affair, he, he sort of knows where to accent the certain points to kind yeah. of give it that. That doesn't, behind doesn't let it kind of slow or feel like a song, yeah, which is uh, which is yeah. a, a real fucking skill. Mm. Um, sweet. So next is three from six. Where does the title come from? I was trying to figure out if this is like a phrase or something, but I couldn't. So we had a, we had local elections, right? Okay, and there were six candidates, and three of them were. Let me get this right. Uh, there was a BMP candidate, right. There was an NF candidate, right? And I think there was a was there a UKIP was it would it, would it have been UKIP then? E, oh, yeah, it might be. I don't possibly, know. but there were basically three fairly like, ultra right wing candidacies yeah. on on this ballot of six. You know what I mean? It was literally like fifty percent of the. I thing didn't even realise that like National Front was. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I've, I was like fucking National Front, like completely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was basically sort of saying how you had this kind of. It was it was basically a reaction to that. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of um, it's heavily weighted towards one, towards one yeah, yeah. So this ridiculous situation where like fifty percent of of the the choice on this is like just, just racism, racism, racism. racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not these guys. Oh, on the other hand, you can have some racism. There yeah. you go. Um, it's, yeah, this is like it's weird how we like we both kind of stumbled over the word racism. Is it like the? Is it <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah, nope. There's a chance that these aren't racist. Oh, National Front? No, no ah, think, think about it. Are they, are they just misunderstood? <laughs> are they just maybe not getting their point across? Really? No, no, no. Just to, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of about that. Um, so, this is one. Um, so, 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 yeah, they, they, this was sort of, I think, a jammed one. I think basically Matt, came, Matt had the, the guitar riffs for this one. Um, that he came to with, and it was really, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those where, like, when he first started playing it, and when he first started showing us that initial riff, I was kind of like, "Is this, is this going to work for us?" Because it sort of, it does have a bit of a, it's almost a, jolly, like, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's that kind of. He's like, it's sort of, it's, it's kind of major key, and then it goes yeah. off just kilt, just kilter enough to qualify. <laughs> we don't like we don't do the major key really. We try not to try to stay to clear of the to qualify uh, to make it into the finals. You have to you know it, it has to have the minor. Um, so to start with, I was kind of having a bit of trouble, like which is just my narrow mindedness. Simple mm-hmm. as that. I think it can be it's still hard though. I mean, like you know, you yeah. think as like somebody who creates somebody who writes the melodies, I imagine most of the time, it's like, you yeah, still have yeah. to be able to have something that you can work with that you think you'll be able to. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like sort of thinking, thinking away around that. But I think once, uh, once the other guy started jamming it um, and they started playing it as a full band, it kind of, it, it really clicked. And I think it's, it's a, like, you know, it's a, it's a really cool little tune. Yeah, I really, really like it. Thing. I, put, quite... I put it in my notes, uh, full throttle. <laughs> Yes, well, a good full. Here's, here's, here's a little interesting tidbit for you. So, at the start of that tune, and I think if the respective people who know what's coming are watching this, they're going to know what I'm about to say. So, you'll notice it in the first eight bars, there's some cowbell over that initial. Yeah, riff. yeah, I, I fucking put that away. down as well. Yeah, yeah. So, that is uh, Mr. Luke Yates. Is it um, really? Yeah, who, yeah. I, who, who is, I think, stood in our living room. Uh, with a mic set up, hitting it with a wooden spoon from our kitchen, 
And I believe he broke the wooden spoon on the first attempt. And, what, oh, and I think, <laughs> I, I did, he, I, did he break his second one? He might have broken the one. I'm pretty sure, because what, what, what you basically hear is eight bars of just repeatedly hitting a cowbell. And I think that's take four or five or something like that. <laughs> just, stuff, Man, he was uh, passionate. Stuff, stuff just kept breaking or something, like snapped off and stuff like that. And then we actually played that um, for one of the live sessions that we did, the, uh, the Mike Davis show at Made yeah. of Ale. Um, and we got Luke down to uh, to play to play the cowbell on that. I think he was driving us at the time. Came them over and he played. And we, I just remember really enjoying uh, the fact that, like, here, you know, it, it, you know, the, the the biggest fancy studios to ever, you know ever going to be, and you know, made available this incredible place of all these heroes in it. And you've got Luke, who is um, just an incredibly talented guitarist yeah, and incredibly incredible. incredibly talented violin player. And he's just hitting a cowbell for eight bars, which <laughs> uh, really tickled me. It's like, this guy is so much better than this. But that's right? like the absolute <laughs> opportune moment um, for him to be like in his own like booth. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, headphones yeah. on. Like... Right, i got to get this right, guys. <laughs> get, the, get the tone just right. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was great to have him on uh, in that capacity. Uh, well, in any capacity, because the guy's just, well, you, you know, the guy's just absolutely awesome. So it was nice to have him doing something. But yeah. it, it really, it's weird because it's one of those things where like I was talking about about the idea of experimenting with different things, it's such a simple thing, but I think really bolsters the start of that tune. You know, yeah, I mean? it really gives it a kind of a because like, that, that the whole part because that, that 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 tune really is a sort of a four of the floor rock tune. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a very yeah. it's, it's that very sort of driving rock rhythm, and that I think that just sort of br- brings it out really nicely. Um, yeah, I always I always really know. like this song, but uh, that it's. Uh... It's also, I don't know why I was really, in, but like I've always been quite intrigued by the title. I've never asked you for no reason. Yeah, no, no, there it is. Yeah, it was literally the ballot paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, this, this isn't the one that has, oh, it is. Is it the I can't decide if the flag on the side is a statement of pride? Is that, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've ripped that lyric off before. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, Sorry, I, wrote, I think I wrote it down after hearing that lyric, and then kind of forgot that I'd like it was more or less the same thing. And then like until it was like until it was recorded, <laughs> I think I was like I was like I'll oh, write something like this, and then basically I <laughs> ripped it off. Um, I saw yeah. I, I I once you know I was saying about, about writing stuff in the, in like the Russian folk style. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wrote a tune once. I was like, this is amazing. Oh man, this is like one of the best things I've done, and it's because it's because I'd just written Kalinka, the Russian folk song. Oh no, that's that's just a Russian folk song that I've done. That's not even it. It's funny that you like because you mentioned the Russian sort of folk influence quite a bit, and like I never really put the two together. But I mean, that's that's a very lazy way of putting it. You know, I mean, just that just that style. Yeah, but I suppose it makes sense to an extent. Like, well, what it partly, it, it's basically partly really liking the sound of that style of thing mm-hmm. and thinking that it would work really well with the, the minor key punk thing. Yeah. It's sort of partly that. And then it's partly this sort of pseudo bullshit thing of me kind of convincing myself that it's a way of connecting with my Slavic family roots. Okay. Which has, but has no real <laughs> kind of founding basis in like any any known kind of musicology from that from that part of the world 
Yeah, that's cool. We'll, just, we'll give you that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm sure my granddad would be really proud of me doing this. Um, <laughs> probably wouldn't. It'd be fine. Um, um, cool. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, Floating Ghosts. Um, this is your yeah. second single off this album, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, shit, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, this, this is a great learning experience for me. I'm forgetting all of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did the video, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, again, this is a very. Uh, very specific about this we were in norwich playing a gig in norwich and i um i think i, I think we, i was sort of stood on, on stood outside a pub or something like that and i was just, i think i basically just tried to ask somebody at the time mm. and they just totally you know what i mean it was, it, was, it was a total like not even entertaining the possibility that someone's talking to you, you know it's one of, one of those very throwaway moments but kind of like all right. <laughs> then you, then you, yeah. But then you're kind of suddenly aware that you stood in this kind of maelstrom of people going to or throw. Yeah, yeah. You start thinking about their their place and your place in the modern world, and everyone's just very heads down and sort of not, you know, there's no communal experience. It's just these sort of very, very strict personal paths which just happen to be sharing a bit of pavement, and no one kind, kind of, of reminds me of that sort of thing you saw a lot in early noughties films, where they would do like a, a shot of everyone walking. But like, like you know, like a time time lapse of everyone walking. Yeah, see, yeah. All, see all their kind of like yeah movements. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see sort of it's very indi- sort of intrinsic thing of the modern world in uh, of kind of like you know having a <clears throat> a city space or something and having masses of people sharing the same space, but just having but but also simultaneously just being completely personally in their own little world yeah, and not just going from where they want to go to yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah from a to b without really interacting with all these other people about yeah yeah exactly yeah. Uh, also this yeah. is kind of like the first like reggae moment yeah the old the old reggae breakdown yeah. <laughs> okay guys it's the it's the second chorus <laughs> it's gonna be a riff or a reggae breakdown <laughs> which one spin the, spin the wheel spin the wheel <laughs> <laughs> are we feeling are we feeling jumpy and shouty or are we, do we just want a bit of a rest i will have a rest okay um incidentally this this is at, at a, contrary to what i said earlier this is an example of a song where um again matt came up with the, the riffs for this i think or the bulk of okay. the riffs but he, he had that starting riff and this is an example of one where it was like here's the riff we need something over the top of it so that that trombone was laid over what he'd written basically yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, that, um, that having the sort of the yeah, I, th- I think from what I remember, I think that sort of middle eight reggae bit was a sort of result of of, of of jamming. I think I think those guys were just sort of it was a case of getting to that point in the song, and and then it just kind of na- you know naturally broke down into that kind of groove yeah, and had all yeah. that stuff going on. Um, and it's it's sort of one of those it's one of those quite rare occasions is that middle eight where I actually try and sing <laughs> once in a blue moon every now and then when i'm all out of other other ideas and every, <laughs> every possibility is being exhausted i will actually try and sing some lines <laughs> just see what happens there so uh, um, in, in my notes for this so i was watching yeah. what's in the video uh, oh, yeah. and uh, a suggested video on the side was uh entitled an old man's advice just some guy giving, just some guy giving some advice. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. What, 
It's like a video concept. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even watch it. It was just like, there was this, your video, and then there was like, suggested videos with like other random hand stuff. And then there was yeah. just this, just a, it's like thumbnail of this old man. And it was just an old uh, man's old advice. Old man's advice. Intro. Oh, mm. you check that out, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm, cu- I'm curious now. I wonder what it is. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I've, I've left that for the for the listeners, you know, to check out in yeah. their own time. Yeah. If you I need it, if, if, anyone, if anyone needs advice, seek out the old man. <laughs> yeah, just that's, <laughs> that's how we call him, the old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that, because that was like a, a bit of a, I can't remember who, well, the name of the guy who did the video, Chris. Was he? Was he oh, Chris Hibble. Chris. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of videos. Yeah. He did a bunch of videos around that sort of time, didn't he? Uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Lovely guy, Chris. Really, really sound guy. Um, the the mouthwash boys. Did you did you ever play much with mouthwash? No, we never played with them. I saw them a bunch. So they were um, <laughs> they were really good. They were just they, they were they were a really good band. But I just really liked touring and hanging out with them because they were one of those bands. Where I always said like if I ever wrote a film about a heist, I'd base the gang on mouthwash. <laughs> There were just these really, it was really weird. It was they were, they were sort of one of those bands where you sort of wondered how they functioned because they yeah. all seemed so laid back. There was like no sense of urgency with any of them. <laughs> I see what I mean. They were just <laughs> yeah, like, like how these, did you get to gigs? Yeah, it's just like oh, we've got a gig, so we better get in the van and go there and play it. It's like kind of like, like you, it just like really kind of. I probably, <laughs> I probably just insulted the muscle there. But like it's that really kind of laid back thing of like one of my favourite memories is um, backstage somewhere and Tilston just been like you know when you're just chatting shit and you're just yeah. reeling off whatever facts in your head and Tilston was like oh yeah I thought I had got this it was like yeah the the the, the flavour of Dr Pepper is it's prunes it's actually meant to be prune flavour that's Dr Pepper and the guitar is just going fuck off trickle <laughs> <laughs> just the way he did it but Chris was very much in that mould. Um, I remember talking about weird dreams he used to have where he'd, he's basically complaining because he was sort of saying how everyone else seems to have really exciting dreams <laughs> and then he just had he just had dreams where he was literally just buttering toast or I mean, he had, that's, he had a, that's pretty good to be honest he had another dream apparently where he was still in a queue and then it'd go down and then he'd get to the front of the queue and then he'd just wake up and like that was his that's like one of those like uh one of those dreams where you're just at work but you're just doing work things so it's like yeah, you know, yeah, nothing totally interesting's yeah. happened it's like i literally had it where um i've like woken up and gone like you know i'm in bed i don't you know and then like, i've gone back to sleep and i've just gone back to work and then i've kind of like <laughs> like you know like i've kind of been yeah. in that half sleep half wake thing and i'm like there's somebody waiting at the bar you know, I've got to serve this person. I'm like, no, I don't have to serve him because I'm in there. I'm not working. And you, you can't help but like, like they're yeah. there. You know, like I need to serve them. What if they don't get served? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a quick, quick reality check on what's going on at the moment. <laughs> so the, yeah. this was the second video you did. But the first video you did, segue, was Bones, right? Which is the first single, which is the next song. Yes. Good. Very good segue. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. I'm working on them. Been practicing oh, them in the mirror. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I got some great segues going on. <laughs> Bones, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was in Trillions, wasn't it? It was in Trillions, yeah. And that was, as I recall, so that was a guy called Dan, and his uh, guy who he worked with, who I can't remember the name of, which is terrible. So I apologise if he's watching. Um, I'm, st- I'm still using the excuse of I've just got back from work, even though it was hours ago. Um, but yeah, we and and I. 
as far as so as far as I can remember, we play, we did a gig in Manchester the day before. So we played the Manchester gig, and then after, straight after the gig, drove to Newcastle, right? Um, and stayed with uh, Jonesy, run, uh, you know, who's our, you know, your Newcastle guy. I'm new. I'm new. I'm Newcastle like uncle, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uncle. I'm putting him a bit older than us. There is that fair? They say he won't mind that. But you know what I mean? It's, you, you know, there's, there's certain promoters who are, who are basically just family. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I mean, he's very much in that ilk. Uh, so we went up, stayed with him, and then so it's just a very knackering because obviously I think we got there at, I don't know like four in the morning or something, and then got yeah. up at like six to go and set up and spent the entire day um, filming in Trillions. Uh, it was, cool, it was great. It was, it was great to have use of the club. You know, what I mean, it was really, really great of him to, to, to let us use the club, and um, and it was kind of special for us as well because that was very much a home from home. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the uh, on the on the touring schedule, um, and it was really fun. It was a really fun day. And just like work, working all the stuff out beforehand and sort of you know, I really like the ideas and shit. in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. And for, I think Dan literally had to like squat on the sink to get the to get it in frame. Really? It's like literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think somewhere there's like a B-roll reel of outtakes, and there's just like he's squatting on the sink, and every now and then he just like loses his his you know he like can't keep his weight and just slips onto the taps and sits on the taps and like <laughs> sets them off, um, which everyone's amusement. But like um, this is a like probably the poppiest song on the album. Yeah, very, like- very much. Got to much, uh, single, perhaps maybe, or probably, yeah. I guess it was that big chorus thing as well. Well, when I wrote it, it was all when I wrote it, it was entirely scar. There wasn't any distorted in it. That the, the chorus oh, really? was the way that I'd written it was was it was going to be a scar chorus as well. And then um, the guys were like, I think Matt in particular was like, "Can this be? You know, can we put the distorted guitar on this?" I think I think it was just because I was sort of thinking like, we don't really have like an entirely scar tune. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um, and it might might be nice to experiment and, and sort of delve into that and do something with that. But um, no, <laughs> there are no, no, no. I think they just quite rightly said it would probably be. I think it pop might be more effective if it was like a distorted punk chorus, and they were right. You know, I mean, it does, it, yeah. it, it, it brings it out a lot more. Um, it's, it's it's a weird one. His bones, because in some respects, it's kind of possibly the most. <sighs> I, I want to say most personal, but I always feel a bit iffy about doing things which are too personal if you write for a band. Because right, you yeah. kind of... The thing is, if you're writing... If you're, if you're doing songwriting in a band, you kind of almost have a responsibility to be doing something which could be conceived as on behalf of the band, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. But, I mean, um, it bones literally um, probably a, 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 a few occasions... Um, where things have been a bit down or whatever, or not quite in my life. And it's, it's, it's a story my dad used to tell me about when he had a particularly shitty time. And his dad, my granddad, um, was walking with him one day and basically they walked by a graveyard or he took him to a graveyard and was basically like, you know, look, just look around you, look at this, like this is, this is what happens. This is the final act. And not, not in a depressing way, but the point he's, he's making is, if this is how things definitely end up, then don't, essentially don't take life too seriously. Do you know what I mean? And don't, don't sort of be too rigid on things. And, and, and it's just that classic kind of, you know, sort of learning to live for the moment and not get too hurt, not get too stressed about the things that don't need to be stressed about because there isn't enough time to stress about them. I and it's kind of pointless. And it was just kind of a, a, that was a sort of a, 
that thing of like um kind of grounding yourself a little bit and being like things actually don't matter that much <laughs> like you know like this is yeah you're like when we come down to it life is pretty simple <laughs> like, yeah exactly yeah and it's, it's very easy to get sucked up and stuff and overthink things so i think this song is maybe a little different in that it's probably more kind of thematic than it is i mean it's sort of it's kind of the that story was kind of the Mm. jumping off point for it the starting point for it and so and my dad used to tell me but I think from there it went into this kind of like thematic thing um, which is yeah sort of a, 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 a bit broader yeah um, the, um, the bass line in this song is really really good I, I think yeah I, like yeah. I think uh, I was like listening to it and obviously because it's quite simple and quite kind of poppy like I know that's the time when so if I'm ever writing a song that's quite simple like you know like two chords or something Kaf's kind of complains initially <laughs> Because it's boring, <laughs> and then, and then, like by the end of it, he's usually written like his favorite bass line because he's got like the most space. Like... Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he's he's really like I know this is going to sound really stupid and a bit, uh, you know, maybe a bit offensive, but I always kind of forget how good Tilston is at doing that kind of thing, and I think yeah, it's. it's I know what you mean? Be, like, you know yeah. what I mean, but but I, th- I think it's because. I, I, I never go near the bass lines. Like, I, I, you know, I'll have, I'll have a horn line and I'll maybe have a vocal melody and I'll write a chord progression underneath it. Yeah. And I'll maybe have a rough idea of certain things I want the drums to do. But I never pay any attention to it. You know what I mean? I, I never yeah. suggest, I never not pay attention to it when it's there. But I mean, when I'm writing, I never think about it. I'm just like, oh, and there'll be a bass line under this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Insert bass line. Insert bass line here. Um, and, it, you know, and, it, and it, it's usually, it's like, we'll usually play a song quite a few times before, because I think Tilson's very much a, a feely musician, do you know what mm. I mean? He's not a sit down and get the calculator out musician. He's a, let's play it 10 times and I will see what naturally grows from the, yeah. you know what I mean? He, he, he likes to feel it out. I think out it's, that way. bass is like one of those instruments though, isn't it? Where like, it's not particularly flashy, but when you get a good bass line or you get a good bassist, like, yeah. it really adds like you know it's like it's, massively yeah like adds it, so much to a band it adds but it's kind of it but not in a it, like invasive or kind of prominent way do you know what i mean yeah. it's that whole and like i say it's like it's been a lot of the time it's been quite a long time before i've actually you know because i've been getting comfortable with what i'm doing in the song yeah, and yeah. doing it as a whole and then i've gone like oh no that's really good what you're doing yeah yeah exactly. like, so now i'm listening to it yeah that works and it's and it's it sits in you know it sort of sneaks in and sits in really well underneath it like sort of world building um, effect, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. It's the details. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the moss on the village wall. They walk through. <laughs> yeah. Look at the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, this moss rendering is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. I, and I think this is, let me get this right. I think Bones and Tails as well were was, was slightly buggery ones recording the horns because I think these are when I reach the highest, the highest notes yeah, which yeah, is yeah. alright for the trombone it's just when I was layering the trumpet this is when it was a bit of a, a bugger yeah um, I suppose it's fine yeah afterwards like once you're doing it live or whatever it doesn't really matter does it because it's like yeah. people aren't expecting to hear the trombone yeah yeah exactly yeah it's just that I think it was, it's that, that top F on the trumpet was a bit of a a bit of a bugger getting to um, uh, so what so we've got uh Due to circumstance, next. Um, yes. So, so this was again. This was another. Um, Sean had moved into the house. We didn't have a TV license 
and I think so therefore weren't chanting it and just weren't watching TV. So I was just, I basically used to regularly steal Sean's laptop and uh, watch various documentaries. Um, and this there was one that was, um, uh, it, it was basically, it was, it was about like sort of the, um, um, like work, like workers' contracts with Walmart in America, right? Okay, and about them sort of being, uh, you know, having like really shoddy medical plans put in, and you know, be sort of all sorts of like sort of uh, uh, working sort of contract violations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very much the, the starting point for that, listening to those kinds of things, and uh, because it's a place like Walmart, you know, it's a big consumerist place. And then it was kind of going down that thought process of like having to be, it's, it's very difficult to live in the modern world and not engage um, with something that, which is controversial. You know what I mean? With like a company yeah. or something like that, which is controversial. I actually like, um, kind of like one of your uh, lyrics here, uh, which I wrote down, which is you can't do anything without compromising the way in which you think the world needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, Which exactly, is a yeah. banging fucking lyric because it's true, right? It's like, like you said, Thank you. like, like uh, yeah. you know, like we, if you want to try and avoid Nestle or something, it's, it's well hard to do that, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you, totally. you kind of have to draw your line in the sun somewhere, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, like, every, like, literally anything you watch is produced by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> or anything at all. You know, um, I, 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 having said that, I, I, I don't know if I've got anything against Disney. You know, am I meant to? Yeah. I don't know. But like, I mean, I think it's a um, with Disney. It's like I don't know. If, I don't know the ins and outs of Disney. I don't know if they're you know yeah. like mor- morally corrupt. But then if they start to have things like it's not healthy to have the monopoly, is it? And they do have. Yeah, I think it's that kind of. They do have an enormous monopoly uh, of, the, of all things. Um, but yeah, so it's very, it's very much just about that kind of that whole. Um, you know, that whole constant battle that you kind of go through, yeah. kind of wanting to live in a, a purely ethical life, but, you know, um, not quite being able to, to, to adhere to the full spread of standards that you'd like to. Yeah, without really. sort of... Yeah, I suppose it's that whole thing, isn't it, of drawing your line in the sand and, you know, like somewhere, somewhere you are going to have to compromise and it's, you know, unless you don't do anything, I suppose. No. Well, um, exactly, yeah. Uh, so next is Start the Fans, which I actually wrote. Uh, was this was this like a staple before the album came out? Because I swear I remember hearing a demo. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a bit. I think it is a uh, one of the older ones. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what because there was definitely like a distinct little cluster of songs which are like in between those albums. Yeah, which which started first. I think that that was definitely one of the older ones. Um, I mean, I, it was just one of those. It, it, it was designed completely as like a sort of like a, like a fast-paced, like live you know what I mean? Yeah, fast, fast-paced, rapid brass ditty was I think, <laughs> I think the brief the ditty. <laughs> rapid brass ditty was I think was the the, the brief that I've set myself. My favorite, uh, uh, my favorite lyric in this entirely out of uh, entirely out of context is "Luckily, I saw a useful presentation." <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, it did like I, a, I was uh, just like sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um, I, I think this is a very very sarcastic one lyrically 
I think there's a lot of bitterness in this. I think this is very just, this is this is that kind of again it comes back to that kind of like um because yeah I mean this is the sort of perhaps I mean even by my own admission perhaps slightly naive thing of being like you know there's the kind of there's the there's the there's the set life pattern you know what I mean of like you know what I mean getting getting your getting your qualifications and then getting the good job and then. Yeah. getting the nice house in suburbia with the family and now you say you know versus jumping into a hedge because you want to you know and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it is and it's just those two options there's literally nothing else <laughs> um obviously the reality is a lot more not that yeah. black and white i think you know what i mean a lot more um i mean I, I think for some people it is that black and white but i think really it's kind of you know um you know i'm married and it's great i'm enjoying it We've got cats. We've got a dog. I'm loving that. Not so, that I was ever. And so, what you're saying is you're a massive hypocrite, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm <laughs> saying don't listen to any random hand songs because they're just a idealistic pipe dream that makes no sense. <laughs> um, no, but 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 again, but again, it's that thing of like not adhering to. I, I mean, I suppose on if you know, if I'm talking about personal things, that like the thing that I've always done is I've, I've never, I've always left space in my life for you know doing creative things or artistic things or writing so you know what i mean that's yeah, a very so, important yeah. thing to me as opposed to i guess there's people in this world who are kind of like no it's the it's the climbing the the corporate you know the career, career path and the yeah. corporate ladder and there is only that and i will do that so i can afford the new patio and there is only that you know although i'm saying all these things i'm not looking against patios either mm-hmm. but yeah it's, 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 you know if, if that kind no of i didn't you mean it's kind of like like doing what you want to do rather than being like fed the sort of like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is what it's you should standard. Do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm kind of maybe I'm a bit more mellowed about it now, but I was, it was certainly something that was very angsty and bitter about when I was younger. Like yeah. very much so. You know, what I, mean? I like. I think I was quite a similar person. I, to be honest, and I still stand by it. But I think, like, I think obviously in a song, it's not so easy to talk about all the sort of nuances about that opinion, really. But like, uh, yeah, I think it's. My my thing talking about this sort of subject all the time was like somebody would say like oh like I'd be like oh what do you, you know what do you do or something and they'd say oh, well I, I work here it might be I work in a supermarket or I work yeah. doing this you know I work in IT and a lot of people when they reply with I work in IT it's always a bit like oh, I work in IT and so I'd, my next question was always like do you, but do you enjoy that and then you know like often they'd go like well actually yeah I really like my job and it's like well it doesn't really matter then if you work in IT or if you work in yeah. Something. You know, like, or if you work in, like, working, you know, wherever you think doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm always cagey about saying, you know, like, I work in a bar because it always sounds like you don't, because society has told you that's not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, society told you you should be in a a different job or whatever. And it's amazing how many people you speak to and you say, like, do you enjoy that? And they say, yeah. And it's like, who gives a shit then? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's it's just like that stupid extraneous like pressure of thinking yeah. that you you don't need to do that i think i think there's sort of the you, you know i think on the one hand there's this kind of viewpoint of life that it's meant to be this like constant upwards trajectory and you're meant to go from the down point to the up point but i think the, the you know the other way of looking at it is so treating it as just a big collection of experiences and it's mm. not necessarily like up or down in terms of or like judged at any one given time by like your income or whatever you know what i mean it's sort of just judged by those experiences and what's going on and how much you, and i i think you know it, it might be idealistic but i think like 
like you say, enjoyment should be at the, you know, enjoyment, I think really is the huge part of the quality of life, isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, so if you, why if you, do you do these things? It's like, do you, do you like your job? It's like, well, yeah, I like my job. It's grand. Yeah. yeah. Do you not like your oh. job? It, does it mean that you could do something you do like? It's like, well, that's good as well. It's just as valid, you know, like, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's amazing. I don't know. I also think I, around this period of time, I think I was doing a lot of similar sort of lyrics, probably a lot worse than you are, but like, Oh. I remember speaking yeah. to or seeing a lot of people who were kind of like almost fast tracking their way through like the, what they needed to do. You know, like they went to university, then they, they got married, they bought a house, had a kid, you know, and they all did it mm-hmm. in a certain period of time. And then like, like you're saying, like how it needs to be like an upward, a lot of people think it needs to be this upward trajectory. But then it's like, mm-hmm. it quite quickly plateaus. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, yeah, and then it's and like, what like, now? <laughs> yeah, like, there's totally, no, yeah, yeah. no logical step you know and that's <clears throat> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think as well it's just it's, it's that kind of thing of like because all, all those things you mentioned there it's like those are obviously all great things to do you know exactly, what i mean like yeah, and, yeah. and 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 for a lot of people it's, it's like that's that's where the fulfillment comes from and that's a great thing um I, I, but i think it's it's it's, it's almost like I think really the crux of this song was it's like it's almost like people think that that has to be if you if if you if you do that then you have to sacrifice any enjoyment of life in order to do that which isn't quite the case I'm always really impressed I don't know if impressed the right word but people who kind of like you know have done all those what might be considered like sort of you know major life things yeah but just totally retain their personality and still have and, hobbies and still have things that they yeah. have hobbies still have things going on and, and even like integrate the family into it integrate yeah. it, you know what i mean and kind of and, and like as opposed to the people who kind of think they need to sacrifice their personality in order to do that yeah you know yeah. i think the, yeah, you know it's it's, it's it's sort of i think it's, the it's, crux of it is isn't it is in like people work different ways and like a sort mm-hmm. of cookie cutter approach mm-hmm. is how we're going to work is it like, yeah totally yeah and it's kind of uh, stupid society Ugh. Boo! Society is bad. <laughs> Next lyric. Society is well bad. Um, <laughs> another little fun fact about this is we we very, as I recall, we nearly managed to get because uh, I, what I think some people don't get with this song, some people do straight away. So the start the fans is for people who don't know is a, a reference to the Crystal Maze. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so this is why it's called start the because the whole the, the, the whole. The, the imagery for that idea of being like the get what you can and just go for that is the whole when they're in the dome and everyone's just grabbing wildly for the gold. Yeah, yeah, right. like that, that, that image, I thought, was just a brilliant <laughs> me- metaphor for that kind of way of thinking about life. And that's I'm like, I don't care what's going on. I'm just going to get what I hear. So that's, that, that's why it's called Start the Fans. But we nearly managed to get um, Ed Tudor Pole, who was the second presenter right. after Richard O'Brien, because um, I think I, I think it was it was some link like I think his his band and Fortuna were on had like had same agent as us basically or there was some connection there so mm. we were going to get him to like record him saying start the fans please prior to the song but it never came to fruition. Oh man, what been... if that would have been ideal? Well, yeah. you can have it. You could you could do it for the uh, the reissue. Yeah, we got on that. Yeah, mm. ten year reissue. 
that's the only thing that will have changed. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, but, the same. But, um, all the rest of it is exactly the same, apart from Ed Sheeran. Just so. get him to say the names of all the songs just before the song starts. <laughs> In that exact style, yeah. <laughs> I'd be worth it just for that. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, that, that, that um, just to continue with that, that's kind of part of a, um, you know, historically within Random Hand, there is a massive nerd streak that yeah, veins so. through it. And so you will, every now and then, you will get these, like, um, film or TV references which kind of crop up and in- instigate. Sometimes they literally instigate a song or they're in there somewhere. Or Yeah, well, there's the Alien one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, I, mean, which, I love which, that. Which, which, literally just the starting point for those lyrics. Like, <laughs> um, I always love that sort of stuff because it just adds, like you say, adds, you know, adds layers to stuff, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, well, I think it's just, like... Yeah, and it rounds out, and if you know, you know, you kind of you have that um, association with kind of certain things. Well, the band is um, also just an extension of your, like you, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, totally, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't help but put those, you know, elements of who those people are into it. So yeah, yeah. Um, so next we've got find what's out there, and <laughs> it just sounds like you guys are all having like a, a blast. This song, <laughs> just like everything seems to be involved in this song, and I kind of like I loved it because it's like there's like vocals effects, like vocal effects throughout the whole thing, and then it's just like quite a lot of like backing vocals and stuff, and it just like so like you put everything into one big pot. <laughs> yeah, very much. I, yeah, I, I think from what I remember correctly, I think this was one of the last ones to be done prior to recording. So I suspect that's why there's a lot of that kind of thing going on because it's not quite it's not quite as much on the songwriting. It's more just kind of like, you know, um, there's these riffs and stuff banding about and we need to do s- something interesting with them um, and throw some stuff on there. Um, I was quite proud of the, I, I'm quite proud of the intro for this one. I quite yeah. like that, like me, like me and Sean gets out of a moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, um, and I thought that was sort of. Is this one that you play live much? Not a great deal, neither. No. We we have done a few times, but it's not. Um, Cause I like not much. I don't know if it's just me listening to the album or not, but I, like it was very well acquainted with this song. I felt. Um, it's it's not. It, it gets brought out every now and then, but I don't think it's really that much of a of a regular one. Um, there is, and I I don't know where it is. I'd love to hear it, but we did. I think we we played this at that at the Made of Ale session. Oh, right, okay. the album as well um, but we had um, Marcia from Skints and Johnny from um, JB Conspiracy like rounding out the horn section so we had a full horn section for oh, it right. and I just remember Johnny doing some really cool harmony stuff for that middle eight mm. uh, which sounded awesome and I really enjoyed it but for some reason I've never made any attempt to find a copy of it <laughs> which I should do because it's, it's, it's it'll be about really somewhere good. surely yeah you'd hope so yeah. Um, if anyone's got that, I'd, I'd like to hear it. Phone in, <laughs> phone in, send in. Yeah, I'd I, I love to get on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, but that I think again, that's another example of there was a riff bit and something needed to go over the top of it. Yeah. So just takes the um, the thing that a lot of people don't realise is that, especially, I mean, I suppose on record, but especially live. A lot of the time, it's actually kind of, in a lot of ways, it's kind of harder playing brass lines, which are 
kind of suspended out like that and sustained as opposed so, to the quick stuff. Is that because it's like hard to keep you hold your breath? Well, well, it's it's it, it not necessarily holding the breath, but sustaining sustaining the note with a consistent clarity from start to finish. If you play a really fast horn line, it doesn't matter that there's three bum notes in there. That's because true, by the yeah. because by the time they've come out, you know, you, you, there's there's like a sort of a bit of trickery going on as your, your brain brains. sort of fills. Yeah. Fills in the gaps itself, you know what I mean? Um, that's my secret gone now, that's it. <laughs> that's so, it now, yeah. Oh, shit, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whereas it was if you if you play something that's sustained, you have to keep a, a consistent clarity to it and a consistent strength to it, which is kind of harder to do. Yeah. Actually. So that's 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 usually one if we when we do play that live, you'll you'll usually see me like just prior to that, get the trombone and kind of hide to myself and like <laughs> make, make sure I start the right note because if I hit a bum note Oh God! Because um, the worst thing I think when you start something like that is if you split the note, because right, yeah, it's like really nervous. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because with, with, with brass, obviously, you, get, you use harmonics, so you, you have one position, and you can get five or six different notes out of that one position. But if you don't hit it right, then you split, it, and that's when you get that yeah, thing yeah. going on, which obviously doesn't sound quite as <laughs> impactful or cool. When you, you should start like uh, making, you should start doing some sort of more sort of jazzy stuff, and you can get away with it. Do, do an album of just improvised split notes, <laughs> yeah. but still eleven tracks. That's what, that's what the fans tracks. want. <laughs> that's what the fans want. They want just an hour of split notes all over the place. Um, so next we have Henchman, which is a fucking strong name for a song. <laughs> Thank you. So Henchman is probably. Let me let me let me let me think about this to make sure I want to say this properly. Um, I. I... It's not that it's not, I mean, it's far from being my favorite random hand tune, but for me personally, it's probably my personally most underrated. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, what we were talking about earlier about maybe hearing different things. Yeah. yeah. So, so to me, this has always been like, guys, this is great. And the, 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 you know, I think everyone else, like everyone else has always been like, yeah, it's all right, but it's not, you know, We've got a lot of stuff which is much, much better, so it doesn't really I make sense. If, that... like, sometimes like, I wonder if it's the placement in the album. Do you know, like, because... Yeah. That's why I think, like, 10 or 11 tracks are banging, because you have very much, like, kind of less of a chance of, like, uh, exhaustion. You know, like, when you listen yeah. to, like, 15 year, 15 track album, you know, track yeah. 14 probably doesn't get listened to that much. So, yeah. Like, yeah, so I wonder if, like, yeah. just because you've got so many bangers already before that, the henchman maybe yeah um yeah uh, you know what i'll go with that i'll go with that i, just, I really I just like the intro to this as well because it's like uh, it's really fucking heavy and then kind of pulls right back doesn't it yeah exactly yeah. I, I think that was a sort of a that, uh, well this, this is one of those ones where i think it was tricky to to figure out how to start it i think for a long time it was just like we had the verse and the chorus and those bits mm. but for, for a long time it was like but how do we kick into this and so that was a kind of a retrospective way of figuring out how to, to dive into that. Um, I think for me, there's just there's a very specific kind of sound which I have in my head, which is this kind of like, you know, sort of cyclical minor key scar groove that I'm always trying to find. You know what I mean? And I think this is one of the examples where I kind of, thought convinced myself that I'd kind of found something very akin to what I'd been searching for this entire time searching for this entire time yeah so I think to me it kind of because it was something which 
I'd ha- had in my head unformed for a long time. It probably, you know, it probably hit, hits with, with me a lot more than the other guys. And I, I totally get where they're coming from. I think if you if I do step back and look at it, I was kind of like, yeah, it's just kind of like maybe a not as good version of a lot of the other stuff we do. Um, I, I don't know. I think but, I know. I will. I'm personally looking forward to the henchman only random hunter. I'm thank you very much. Yeah. Which is just that, just that played eleven times, uh, yeah. complete with split notes. But I mean, the one thing that I was really trusted was the um, uh, there's a the horn line after the first chorus is like a particularly nutty little like you, you know sort of semitone rundown kind of horn line. Yeah, yeah. That's in there, which um, which I was quite I, I was quite pleased with how that came out because again, I think that's the other thing that you you know. Because um, I'm I, I'm I'm all about the the nutty sinister horn lines, you know what I mean? I love it, you know. <laughs> sort of, and, and and you know, and, and, and it's 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 the cap down, and it's the, the voodoo girl skulls influence, yeah. and it's that, and it's that kind of like that should be like your, you know, God forbid you have to go back on on like a, on a Tinder app or something, but you could <laughs> uh, you could have that as your little bio, you know, like I'm all about the nutty sinister horn lines. I'm all about the. <laughs> That's right. That's what you get with me. But you know, it's, it's that kind of like dark, circusy kind of feel. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. It's like yeah, that sort of. I mean, I suppose uh, I think that's like what kind of singles you out a bit as a band compared to a lot of other band, a lot of other bands in that scene. Or the ones that necessarily do stand out in that scene is the other ones that are kind of like they're doing like ska or reggae, but it is like you know, it's, it's a minor key and it has mm. these kind of like bit more sinister feel to it, and it's like because. In reality, like yeah, I suppose you know you do you know Scar is relatively heavy here in the random sound, but like I don't know, I I would never call you a Scar band, you know, like it's, yeah, no, I'll tell you, yeah, because it's yeah. not because because I think yeah because I think a, a a lot of the approaches to like the, maybe like melodies or or just general tone and vibe of the songs are not quite the same as like quite, you know what I mean? quite different, yeah, it's almost like yeah. just using that. Like almost a, maybe appropriating is probably not the right word, but like using well, that element. Yeah. 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 I, I would I wouldn't take offense to appropriate. I think it's play exactly what it is. Just <laughs> downright theft. But, um, <laughs> I, but I think that I think a lot of the time that's how you come up with a lot of the, the the interesting ideas. You know what I mean? It's like you write maybe in a certain genre, yeah. but you look to some random place that in, in, inspires you for the sort of the stuff. What makes it like different? Yeah. It's funny, it's funny you say that this is like one of your favourites. And the other guys are kind of just like not hating on it, but indifferent. Like, does that happen quite a lot? Like, are there songs that others? No, I mean, not not necessarily. But it's sort of one of those things where we, I think we we usually relatively unanimous on what we think the strongest stuff is. But I think we definitely have types of things which we as individuals prefer to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could tell. You know what I mean? I th- I think there's certain stuff that I gun for quite a bit more than the other guys do and there's certain stuff that they, you know, they each, in, you know, um, respectively will gun for, which is kind of more the sort of thing. And it's, and it's that. Yeah. I always wonder, know. like, because it's different, it seems to be different with every band, but like, I definitely, that I, you know, there are certain songs with, with our band that the other guys don't like because for them it feels like a bit of a slog, but for me, it doesn't. Or, the, you know, the other way around, you know, like I, you know, maybe I was less likely to want to play something because I feel like it becomes messier live than it does on record. But then mm. it's all to do with personal, I think, personal preference, I think, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just what, it's what resonates with you, isn't it? You know what I mean? I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the great 
mystery of music which no one will ever crack. It's like, why can you have a single piece of music and you'll play it to one person and they'll have this incredible emotion reaction over it. You play it to the next person and they won't give a shit. It's yeah. like, it's, it, there's, there's just sort of this, like, an, you know, there's a sort of a, a mysterious natural psychology that's going on there, which is probably, is, probably is, is a lot more complicated than I'm making out. It's probably all to do with like these, you know, their experiences and what they associate with certain types of sounds yeah, and all that kind of thing. I suppose it's probably like, yeah, like you say, like way, I don't know, how you become yeah. a person and then like how, you know, from what you've listened to and things yeah. make sense in your head and exactly, you know, yeah. deep. Yes, deep stuff. Well, yeah. um, I think this is, this is like a good example of that because it's kind of like, you know, I, you know, when, when when I'm in a sort of one of my more hyperactive moods, you know, what I mean, I'm I'm naturally quite a, a sort of eccentric, theatrical, probably quite annoying person, <laughs> and so like the you, you know a sort of a, a very busy theatrical sound is something that I'm gonna gravitate towards more. You know what I mean? So the, the you know so that that kind of like fast, minor key yeah. kind of off kilter horn thing. It's just, it's just, it's like something which I, you know, would be a good mode of expression for I do, for me like, and my view of the world because it's. Yeah, I think it's funny that you were talking about as well, like how you had this idea and you feel like you succeeded in creating that idea because I definitely think that with bands is that often bands are trying to, you know, I think everyone's doing that. They've got like this idea, their song. They want this song this like mm. ideal song in their head and they're like yeah it's just the song i want to reach and then it's i've definitely felt like i've hit that moment when i've gone like i've written that song that i want to write and then a year later i listen back to it and i'm like whoa i did not do that <laughs> 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 you know it's still uh, yeah. you know and it's i think it's that yeah, makes yeah. hopefully makes a band good you know or at least well, yeah well you know i'm obviously you know you never you're literally never going to write completely the thing that you want to write because it's yeah. impossible to do that because when it's swirling around in your head as some like vague you know idealistic concept yeah. the moment you take it out and you make it physical in the real world it's going to lose that potential of being that perfect thing you know what i mean i think like you say it's that reach it's that constant reach for doing it which is what makes interesting work yeah well Definitely, i think yeah. you should uh, vouch for this to be back in the set to be honest because i think it's banger <laughs> I will. I will send me a copy of you saying that, and I will play it to them. I will I'll, do. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll do like a sort of uh, a slideshow of uh, yeah. of reasons. <laughs> reasons to for playing henchmen. Um, um, but I, I, yeah, I remember it being quite a fun one to record as well. I think which is quite a. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good in general because I think recording as a whole is a pretty fun, free experience. So <laughs> um, I think it's, how, you know, it's the getting there. It's the excitement of recording and the excitement of having the recording, which I think is the fun side, personally. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's what you feel like as well. But. No, not totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so the last song on the record yeah. is 42 Days of the Record. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, remember when we finished the last one with, like, a reggae metal one? Yeah. Let's do that again. <laughs> That it worked. I think I think that was a classic. Like it worked the last time. Yeah. Let's do it again. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. No, I, I mean it works. It's also got a really grand sort of finale, isn't it? Like it kind of like really yeah. builds to the end. And I think that's that's what you want from yeah, the last totally. song. Like, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think that that definitely made. I think once we recorded it, like we saw that that made a lot of sense. Yeah. 
getting it to that point, you know what I mean? Um, but again, I think this is maybe another example of one of the ones which is maybe a little more focused on the craft of songwriting, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and, and it's, I think there's, there's, there's a bit more you know, there's a bit more construction going on within it. Yeah. Just like when, like when we stuff with like the, the horns and some of the vocal melodies and stuff like that. Now, um, interest, did you write this to be the last song on the record? So that's like, was that what you originally not, as, not from what I can remember, no. I don't think it was just a... Excuse me. I think it was just an idea that was being jammed about and then we recorded. I don't think... It, it certainly wasn't written as a finisher one, no. We you wrote it write, and then... I, you don't write... You don't record them as they come out on the record necessarily or do like we do we just we no we just go in with like a cluster of songs usually and then it's and then it's kind of like i think i think the 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 start of like what's going to go where starts to develop pretty early on in that process but i don't think we know like from, from i mean to be honest i'm i'm that away with the fairies and in my own head a lot of the time the other guys might contradict and say something different but i from what I've experienced we've never ever gone like let's write an opening song yeah let's write a finishing song you know what I mean we've just written the songs and then whatever works for that scenario the best we we, we do that there you know it's funny because it's like this definitely feels like an ender I don't like yeah but, 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 but I think it's just a case of like we had it and then it was like and then we, we had it and then we were like it feels like an ender yeah let's put it at the end yeah. like I think uh, that's like weirdly maybe I'm just making a link in my head that's not there but like I have this thing where you know if you're like listening to an album and you go like this album the colour of this album is brown <laughs> I know because it's like because the front cover's brown <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like right. in my head like the way the album sounds is brown <laughs> and I like, like, like they've like they've written that in mind like yeah, yeah let's write some brown songs <laughs> yeah exactly like you know like whether really? the mix or the production is like that do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't <laughs> know why but that's like, totally something that I think that's that's a concept. never mind the notes and the tempo yeah. what's the what's the hue <laughs> yeah. what are we going for here that's what I'm really looking for but like maybe uh, that's just you know like kind of because like you're retrospectively going like you know this album wasn't a brown album it's just that the cover was brown yeah. so therefore you associate the two things you've attributed it yeah yeah so like we're, I wonder if that's the case with like an opener you know it doesn't really matter if the opener felt like an opener to begin with because it starts the album it is yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah by default I don't know there you go that's, that's how my brain works <laughs> no it makes sense but, 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 but I think that's kind of the beauty of when you construct something, because I think like there's all kinds of things. I mean, you might plan various aspects of, of, of a song or an album or whatever, but it's only when it's finished and you, and you can hear it, you maybe hear the full, Yeah, you, you know, you, you, you find things in it, which you didn't even realize were there, but which you didn't necessarily consciously put in. You know what I mean? I challenge I you for I, the next random hand album to go in yeah. and be like this one, this one we want to make blue, dark blue. But, this is a dark blue art, guys. We've got some very dark blue ideas. notes that I've been <laughs> yeah. working with. Scales. We've been focusing on the dark blue scale. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the same. You know, same with Hit Reset. You know, in my head, it's like, it's almost like I've associated those two uh, building worlds that don't exist in my head. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, like I say, it's just, it, it's that, I think I think like tonally, 
it's like it's like you were talking about the tone of this album. You know what I mean? Like overall, I like so how political it is or how personal it is or whatever. That's not that's never a, like a conscious thing. It's just something that you like. You know, you, you do it and you write, and you listen back and then you're like, oh no, actually, this does specifically feel very much this yeah, way. Like but I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even necessarily. We didn't realize we were constructing it that way necessarily when we were doing it consciously it's just that's what's come I suppose, out i suppose yeah. that that's kind of was a beautiful album like uh, and like i've always loved albums because they're absolutely a reflection of what where you were at that period of time oh massively yeah yeah, yeah so you know so it's like you know greatest hits have their time and their place but like you know you get an album you like it's like a snapshot of who that band were over like yeah, totally. a couple of years you know yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i think it's really really uh it's really fun to explore it hence why we're doing this <laughs> Well, I... <laughs> um, so did you have any I've, before we finish? Do you have yeah. any songs that you're? Uh, did you have any songs that didn't make the album? Like, or do you, do you write everything and put everything on it? Or do you have? You know, for this one, I don't. Never think about this. There may have been. There's, there's a couple I'm thinking of, but I can't remember if they were developed after this. That's the only thing which I think they may have been. Um, there might have been a couple which didn't go on. Um, but I think, but the thing is, by this point, it's like... I think, I think this is really the, the getting towards the kind of... The, 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 the point that we aimed for in terms of songwriting, basically. Right. Um, so... so it, for example, with, with the first album was like very sporadic in terms of songwriting because some of those songs were very new comparatively to when it was recorded, and some of them were a lot, lot older. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of the nature. Do, of do you know what I mean? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it was a bit. It was a big mishmash, and then Inhale, there was potentially still a little bit of that going on. So there's definitely something we didn't get on there. But I think this by the by the time we, we I think we hit our stride a lot more with this in terms of uh, the songwriting in a lot of respects. Yeah, I mean, I suppose... Um, I don't you, recall anything specifically. I suppose that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I always find it really interesting, you know, what bands decide to cull or, like, what they think is not... I don't know. I suppose... We, I've never... As a band, I've never, we've never had, like, a... Well, we had one time when we had a song that didn't make the album because it was really old, and we just recorded it for the sake of recording but yeah. I kind of I've always liked the idea of recording you know I remember once I remember hearing Coldplay wrote 50 songs for an album <laughs> and then wow. I just remember thinking like why <laughs> I, uh, I could not be fucked with that <laughs> that's an awful lot of the uh, same chords <laughs> be, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I get a bit sick of writing like 11 or 12 to be honest or part <laughs> of 11 or 12 you know yeah yeah um, uh, yeah, um, I, yeah, but I don't, I don't, there wasn't too, yeah, I think, cause I think by this point we were sort of, I mean, in terms of calling songs, I think we've always been pretty unanimous in terms of, A, it's been just what the most developed ideas are, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah, it's yeah. A case, if, it's, if it's a case of something obviously isn't as developed as the rest of the stuff, then that's a kind of like a no-brainer. And then I think we've always been fairly unanimous on kind of like the, the quality of stuff that goes on and... Hmm. And I think we've generally been pretty good at like not being egotistical about it. You know what I mean? I mean, for, for, I don't think anyone's. I suppose because we been... have multiple writers, I suppose, and it's quite yeah, ex- yeah, easy to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever gone like, 
this has to go on because it's my idea. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. if, if sort of if we try it out and if it feels like it doesn't work, you know what I mean? Then it's like, no, fair enough. We tried it, it doesn't work, and we'll, yeah. we'll leave it out. Um, I think that's maybe a danger in a lot of songwriting and maybe album it's writing a, as well. It's, it's a good skill to have is to be, you know, kill your darlings. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, that's... Um, you can maybe tell sometimes where someone's just gone, like, just forced something through because they've written it and therefore it has to be heard. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I think you sort of tell it, tell when a band's done that, where you kind of, like like you say, you do need to be able to just, you know, self-edit is very, very important thing, isn't it? So Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose we'll probably call it a day. Um, and then if you are down to do it again, we'll do Inhale XL. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that will that that will require remembering even further back in time. <laughs> so, but I, but I will I will try and be as uh, <laughs> coherent as possible on that front. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much uh, for doing it. Really no, thank you, man. It's an absolute pleasure. And